0: episode 517. Welcome back, my friends. I am grateful you are here. Thankful that you are spending a few minutes with me. But really, these minutes are for yourself. I record these episodes with you in mind, hoping I can share something of value with you. Value means you find it useful, insightful, inspirational, but not just so you can feel good but so you can think and do something new and different that ultimately changes you for the better. This is how I ended the last episode. And this is how I want to start today's episode. We are coming to the end of yet another year. And I usually start speaking about goals and resolutions around this time, often already much earlier. I've recorded many episodes on the importance of goal setting, how to think about your goals, how to set goals, different categories of goals, and so on. And yes, I am working on a way to add categories to my website so you can easily browse all my 500 plus episodes by topic. But in the meantime, you can just use the search feature on my website and type in goals and all the episodes will come up. And I will speak about goals this year as well. Today's episode can be already a goal for some of you. And if not an actual goal, I hope it still inspires you. I want to motivate you today to do more alone. Because I know from myself and from the people around me, if others around us are not there to do it with us, we don't do it at all. And when we don't do it, we run dry. We lose motivation, we give up hope, and we shrink our dreams. We become lazy, comfortable, content. But what do you mean by it? You're probably asking now. Here's what I mean, and I want to share a story first. In the last episode, I talked about my Thanksgiving holiday, which I spent in Moab, Utah, exploring canyon lands, and Arches National Park, and the climbing areas around Moab. On the last day, we hiked up to Delicate Arch, one of the most popular arches in Utah, and maybe even the entire country. We left early and in the dark because we wanted to be there by sunrise. Well, my friend wanted to be there by sunrise. He wanted to capture a beautiful photograph of the arch lit By the morning light. I get it. But I was about not to go. I had not slept well the night before. It was freezing, even though we slept in the car and I wore three layers of clothing inside my sleeping bag. I was cold, and I didn't sleep well most of the night until we turned the car on for a few minutes to heat it up. Then I fell asleep for probably a couple of hours. Still, I was tired. So my friend drove to the parking lot of the trail that would lead us to the arch. And I was still in my sleeping bag the entire time, too tired to crawl out of it, debating in my mind, should I go or should I not go? And I could record an entire episode on the importance of going, even when you don't feel like it, because especially when you don't feel like it, it's often the best thing you can do. And so was the case for this amazing arch, which now I turned into a wallpaper on my phone. That's how beautiful that morning was. But remember, I was about not to go. Something I probably would have regretted once I would look at the pictures afterwards. The hike up there wasn't as bad as I thought. And it wasn't as dark as I thought either. The moon was lighting the way. And as we got there, the sun just started rising. Another couple was already there, and one arrived together with us. There were about three or four couples there, when suddenly a woman came on her own. It caught my attention because A, it was so early, and B, there were only a few of us there, and all of us were in pairs. She stood out, and there were two things that crossed my mind, and I do not remember which one came first, but I thought them both one thought was, wow, good for her. She got up early on her own. Nobody needed to drag her out of her sleeping bag. She had the strength and the willpower to do this hike in the dark and freezing cold. And here she is. She has to face all of us who have someone to share the view with. It's probably not easy. And I could read her thoughts, which brought about my second thought which was, this used to be me. For many years before, I really discovered the outdoors through climbing, and with that came the partners, I was always on my own. I'm still on my own at times. Just yesterday, the hike near Stinson Beach, I did alone. But before, if my only friend here in the Bay Area was busy, I didn't have anyone and often went alone on a hike or to the beach often returning, slightly depressed after running into couples, not understanding why I didn't have anyone to enjoy this with. And then came a third thought, a little later, and it was, I can do this too. I can do it alone and I can enjoy it alone, just like she did. The assumption that I need someone there to enjoy it with is false. But I carried it for years But in that moment, right there, I knew, I can do this too. Does it sting a little when you're in a beautiful place and only surrounded by couples? Sure. But that doesn't mean you cannot enjoy it. It is not the other person that makes whatever I do enjoyable. It is me. I looked at my climbing partner and friend that morning and I knew I could be here without him and enjoy this just as much. The thing that makes a difference when you're with someone, it's easier. It's easier to find your way because someone helps you navigate. It's easier to take pictures of each other. You don't have to beg a stranger. It's easier to share the joy because there's someone you can talk to and express your thoughts with, but the enjoyment itself doesn't depend on someone being there. And yet, this is often what holds us back from doing new things. And with that, I mean anything that falls under venturing out. This is often what holds us back from even doing stuff. And with that, I mean anything that falls under venturing out. I call it doing what makes me happy. You may tag it on your social media as my happy place. Julia Cameron, in her popular book, The Artist's Way, calls it an artist's state, which she defines as a festive solo expedition to explore something that interests you. She calls it play. It's something that pushes your comfort level and thereby feeds your creative work. Because when we do something new and different, we are refilling our inner well with images and experiences, which gives us new inspiration for our work and our life. She wrote about an artist state for people engaged in creative work. I believe the artist state applies to all of us. We are all artists of our life, creating something meaningful, whether that's a painting, a podcast, or a family. We are all creators of our life. Every day we get up, and with whatever we do, we create. We create our life. But creation, good creation, in my opinion, requires inspiration. My best podcast episodes come when I venture out. For me, this is often nature. But it also have been different activities with interesting people. Or sometimes it's just something new I tried, read, or listened to. Find the river and say yes to the flow writes Julia. The river is whatever piques your interest. Ask yourself, what sounds fun? And then the key is to allow yourself to try it. Alone. Don't wait on others to join you, invite you, or include you. Do it alone. When I moved back to California, which was almost exactly five years ago, I realized today I only had one friend here for probably two years or so, I did very little. Why? I mostly waited on her to invite me over for dinner, to go out with me for a drink or a hike. And when she didn't, I wallowed in self-pity. I sat at home and I was depressed. Only when I began to venture out on my own, which initially was only the gym where I began going regularly on my own, But that's when things started. In the gym, I met the guy who introduced me to climbing. When I went to a podcast meetup for the first time, I met Mike, who later invited me to join a mastermind. And now he's a really good friend. And you'll hear an interview with him soon. Everything important in my life began because I did it alone first. And this is why I want to motivate and encourage you today. Do it alone. Go for what interests you and explore. Find your river and go with the flow. Or, as Julia Cameron also writes, the how follows the what. That's where we often get stuck and paralyzed in the planning, in the waiting, in the hoping for the circumstances to be perfect. I say, go, get out, do what you want to do. If it's really your passion, which you won't know until you try, then you will meet others along the way. Just like I met podcasting friends, climbing friends and speaking friends, by first going alone and trying it, and then going again. And sometimes, yes, it takes a while. If you don't meet others, guess what? You meet yourself. You meet your thoughts, your worries, and your fears, and you learn how to deal with them. My hike today was meant to challenge me physically. I want to improve my hiking speed and my endurance. So I picked a hike that went uphill. And on the downhill, I ran to make up good time. Because during long approaches to the mountains, endurance and speed are critical. And that's what I worked on today. I wasn't there to meet people. Because hiking is not a huge passion for me. Mountain climbing is. And today's hike supported that goal. But it also confronted me with my thoughts. When I'm alone, I become more in tune with myself. And I noticed when I'm alone, in nature, not distracted with my phone or with other things flashing and beeping at me, I become more in tune with myself. And I noticed today how my thoughts went to the past a lot. Past relationships especially. Relationships that I brought to the present again with my thoughts, considering them again. So I consciously worked on that today on my hike while physically challenging myself. Don't wait for others. Don't be scared of being alone. Instead, look forward is spending time with yourself. You need it. We all need it. We need to learn more about who we are, what makes us happy, and what goes through our mind. The woman that I saw on that Sunday morning going up the delicate arch, she did what she wanted to do. She wanted to see that arch. Maybe she was in the area and didn't want to miss the chance. Don't miss your chance go out. There is a world out there to explore. And we don't need to wait for the people to come to us. The people will be out there in that world meeting us. With exception of preparing some food and checking my Instagram and posting some videos and pics that I took today, all I have done since I returned from this hike is right. I rode all evening. That's how much the outdoors inspires me ask yourself, what inspires you? What do you call your happy place once a year, twice a year on your Instagram feed? Go there more often and go alone. Maybe what you thought is your happy place is not even it. For a long time, I thought a certain coffee shop is my happy place. But it really wasn't. It was just a place where I wrote and enjoyed some good coffee. But what I really enjoy is sitting down, inspired, and writing. That's what makes me happy. And I can get there, many ways. Today was one way. Inspired by nature, I wrote. But you don't learn more about yourself until you go out and try. So if this is something that's hard for you, maybe you make it a weekly date, like Julia suggests in her book. A weekly adventure, to do, see, and try something new. If you already know what makes you happy, maybe you just need to allocate more time to it. But do it, because it's good for your progress as a creator of your life. Action has magic, so simply begin, writes Julia. And with that, I hope I have inspired you to take some action and do it. Do it alone, find your river. Much love.